0: Welcome to the build a life after loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Hello on this special week of Christmas. The holidays are upon us. Welcome to episode 109, Living with Abundance. We're going to talk about living in the and, not the either or, but the and, living with the and in life. We I, I wanted to tell you first, we had the most amazing event this weekend. Um, As I mentioned before, my son married his sweetheart. He married his um, fiance this weekend, and we just had the most amazing event. It was definitely a COVID wedding. It was a very small guest list. It was mostly immediate family. It was mostly immediate family with some extended family, but it was a really um small little intimate group. They found the most beautiful venue that was in the mountains here outside of Salt Lake. And it was just gorgeous. We had newly fallen snow and we were in this venue where they have this outdoor patio that they tent during the winter. So this big white tent with the, um, tinted windows and so forth. So, and with heaters I and mean, we were plenty warm, <laughs> But with the new fallen snow and the sun that was out that day, we could see the snow from, and we were cozy inside. It was just gorgeous. I can't even describe it to you. And it, it really just really leads into our topic today because yes, we were sad. We were missing people. Like in normal circumstances, there, they would have had probably at least 50 more people there. Like we just had a really small group, which was perfect for them because they weren't really interested in a huge wedding, but there were definitely people we were missing, people that are important to us that we would have liked to have been there, even people that lived nearby that weren't comfortable coming because of the high numbers in our area of, of COVID infection. So yes, we missed people. Yes, that was sad. And the wedding was wonderful and it was beautiful and it could not have gone off better. It was, it was just such a beautiful day. In fact, both my daughters said at different times, I think this is exactly how we're going to do our weddings when our kids grow up. And my son-in-law sa- said to his wife, he said, um, shouldn't we let them decide? <laughs> but it would just really like the venue was perfect. The day was perfect. Just had a beautiful event. And that kind of leads us to our topic, because it was definitely an and event. Yes, there was sadness in missing the people that we would have loved to have had their close friends, we would have loved to have had their family members that missed it that weren't able to be there. And it was wonderful. So when you think of because we're gonna be talking about abundance today. So when you think of abundance, what do you think of? What is your thought when you think of abundance? In fact, you can go to Facebook or Instagram and message me. You can even email me, julie at buildalifeafterloss.com. And tell me what you think. Wherever you like to show up, if it's Facebook, if it's Instagram, go there and and message me and say, what do you think of, would you think of abundance? Because I think we often think of financial abundance when we think of abundance. But that's not the only type of abundance that exists in the world. But a lot of times that's what we think of. We think of wealth. We think of riches. We think of pl- having plenty of stuff that wealth and riches brings to us. But it is about plenty, but it doesn't have to be just about financial abundance. I want to, cons- I want you to consider that perhaps you are missing out on abundance Because you're only thinking about wealth. And perhaps you're thinking, what does this have to do with grief? Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I really want you to just focus in. What does abundance mean to you? Here's a few ideas where you can be abundant in these areas, these areas that you can think of for abundance, abundance in health, friendship, family, lifestyle, love, gratitude, safety, beauty, opportunities, fun, energy, food, time, spirituality, hope, compassion. You can probably tell me a dozen more. I would love to hear what you are thinking. I read this article called What is Abundance? And I just want to read you a short portion of it because I thought it was so insightful. It is the innate tendency of nature and of life to manifest, grow, and become more. It is the tendency of the life force to produce more and create more of everything. There are always new trees, new plants, and more fruits. New things are being constantly invented. New cars are being produced. New houses are being built, and new jobs are created. Scientists say that the universe is always expanding and growing, and even new stars are being created. This is abundance on a cosmic level. On a cosmic level. Let me say that clearer. Abundance is everywhere in the universe, and it can also appear in your personal life if you let it. Okay, so why am I talking about this? It's Christmas. And maybe you're probably here in fact because you're grieving a specific loss this Christmas or maybe you're mourning the changes of this year. You know, 2020 we all know has been an interesting year. And you can't be with those you love or you or perhaps you can't celebrate the way you want to or you or the way that you have in the past because, you know, choirs aren't happening, social gatherings, events are canceled, there's a lot of changes. And that's hard. It feels terrible. It feels awful. It feels sad. It feels hard. It feels lonely. You might even feel angry about the way things are being handled. There's all this commotion going on and the commotion and the confusion can cause commotion and confusion in our brain and in our own life. And we tend to think black and white, to think and feel either or like you feel gratitude or grief, but not both. Or you feel sadness or happiness, but not both. Or you feel love, or you feel rejected, but not both. So I would invite you to open your heart to all of it. Allow the grief, the sadness, the rejection, and allow the gratitude, the happiness, and the love. Be In fact, be actively looking for it all. Be alert and attentive to all of it. Be watchful. Be aware. Check in and ask yourself a few times a day. What am I feeling right now? And allow whatever you're feeling to be okay. It's okay if you feel sad. It's okay if you feel lonely or rejected. It's okay if you feel fearful. I know these feelings don't feel good, but they're they're not something to push away. It's okay. Because when you give yourself permission to feel those feelings, they will move through you. Emotion is energy in motion. Keep it moving. When you stuff it down, it has nowhere to go and it gets trapped and you end up feeling worse because the heaviness lingers and lingers. So allow it to keep moving by allowing all of it and then open your eyes to the possibility of feeling both, of feeling both sad and grateful, of feeling both grief and happiness, of feeling rejected and love. It's all available to you right now. You may have larger amounts of sadness than gratitude. That's okay. It may be wildly uneven, but allow it all. Don't reject your experience. Experience it. Then this Christmas week. I invite you to open your heart and mind to abundance, to look for all of it, to look for the gratitude, the happiness, the joy, the love, those expanded feelings of tenderness that are so often present during Christmas. It can also cause an expanded feeling of sadness because it does look so different because you're comparing it to what has been in the past. But don't reject any of these feelings because you're also, just because you're also feeling sad or lonely or even fearful, you can still have these feelings, these moments, these glimmers of happiness, of joy, of love. Because as you open your heart to all possibilities, your life will be blessed with understanding and light. You will come closer to moving through the feelings of sadness and moving closer and closer to the feelings that you want to be feeling and that you desire to share. If you reject your feelings of loneliness and of sorrow, you run the risk of shutting down all emotion. So decide today that you're willing to be a participant in all of it. Spend less time in the all or nothing, and remember the and. Sorrow and joy. Sadness and happiness loneliness, and gratitude. You don't have to force any of it. Just be aware and watch. Over time, I've learned to spend more time in feelings of happiness and joy and less and less time in sorrow or loneliness. But all the feelings are available to me because sometimes I want to feel disappointed. It's my human experience. Sometimes I want to feel lonely or sorrowful. But most of the time, I want to feel the feelings of expansion, of love, compassion, happiness, joy, gratitude, those things that feel abundant. There are plenty of reasons, plenty of reasons. We could all list a million. There's lots of reasons in the world to feel sad or angry. But there are also so many reasons and more to feel love, hope, and joy. When you decide you're available for all of it, then you open your heart to the possibilities of abundance in life. Expand your thoughts about abundance. Abundance is the and. You start to see the abundance in the universe, the possibilities, the plenty that surrounds us in beauty and love and light. You can live in more and more abundance as you allow it in your life, even while grieving remember the end. It reminds me of the Mr. Rogers story where he said his mom always said, look for the helpers. You know, when there's something hard happens, look for the helpers. There's always the end. There's always the beautiful in life. Now, I don't know what your specific feelings are about the Christmas season, but I would love to share some of my thoughts this special Christmas season by sharing a fun message from a spiritual leader, Becky Craven. She said, one of my favorite Christmas memories happened when I was six years old. It was Christmas Eve and I was asleep on the top bunk bed that I shared with my little sister in our home in Berlin, Germany. I was pretty excited for Christmas morning to come. So excited that I must not have been sleeping very deeply because sometime during the night, I was awakened by bells jingling. Then I heard the door of our room slowly squeak open. And when the light from the other room landed on my face, I quickly sat up and looked towards the door. What I saw was unbelievable. Standing in the doorway was Santa Claus. I'm not kidding. It was him. He bellowed, ho, 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 and then asked if I would like to follow him into the living room to see the lit up Christmas tree. I was stunned and totally speechless, but I scampered down the ladder of my bed and followed him to the front room where my mother and older brother were standing by the tree. But as I looked around the room, I didn't see my dad. How could he be missing this? Mom said he was taking out the trash, but boy, he was taking a long time. To this day, I feel sad that he never had the chance to meet Santa Claus. Santa asked if I had been good girl, and I was so happy to report that I had. After making sure he had sampled the cookies and milk we set out for him, I went back to bed, and a few hours later woke to a joyous Christmas morning. My husband's grandfather, Heaton Lunt, had a very different Christmas morning as a young boy, living in Mexico in the late 1800s. He tells this story in his history, Christmas came and we had the sheep in a pen under the barn where it was warm because there was snow on the ground then. I went up real early Christmas morning to see if my sheep were all right. I heard bleeding in the stable that sounded very tiny. I went inside and saw that Nellie had two tiny lambs, twins. I ran back to the house as hard as I could and I clapped my hands and said to my mama, I've got the best Christmas of any of you. Nellie's got two little lambs. All the kids left their oranges and things on the table and they ran up to the barn to see those little lambs Nellie had. It was the biggest wonder of anything we ever got on Christmas. Amazingly, the very next year and for years following, new lambs were born to Heaton's sheep on Christmas morning. When I first heard this story, my heart and mind were immediately drawn to thoughts of another lamb born on that very Christmas day, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Just like Heaton ran to see his new lambs, I imagine the shepherds hastening to see the newborn Son of God. Can you visualize what they must have witnessed in that humble and sacred setting? I envision a loving Joseph attending to his wife, Mary, as they pondered the birth of the promised Messiah. The account of Mary wrapping her tiny baby in swaddling clothes is particularly tender to me. Unquote. Jesus's birth is a reason to celebrate no matter the circumstances of our life. I celebrate his birth and his light and his love that bring love and light to the world while your heart may feel heavy with grief and loss this season, may your Christmas also be filled with moments of wonder in the season of Christ's birth. Even though it's the holiday season, I'm here and available to you. So if you're wanting to get a hold of me, if you're wanting to talk, if you're wanting to reach out, I'm here for you. So remember that that is available to you and the links are in the show notes. Have a wonderful week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.